to All Out Brawl, an MTG podcast where, unsurprisingly, we talk about Brawl. Um, Brawl is a new format. Uh, it's sort of like Commander, except you make a deck with 60 cards, only using each card once. Um, and they have to be standard legal. So that now consists of Kaladesh block, um, Amonkhet block, and Ixlan block. So that's six sets, I think, right? Uh, yeah, because each of those is uh, two sets. Um, and by the time this comes out, Dominaria might also be legal, but just depends on how good we are at time and stuff. Um, speaking of, let's talk about ourselves real quick, just to kind of uh, introduce ourselves. Uh, do you want to go first? Sure. So I am Chris, and I have been playing EDH or Commander for probably about four, four to three years now. Uh, we've, I've been playing in a group of three friends for a while and recently, uh, introduced Sam, who is also on this podcast, uh, to the group. And we've been playing with four people for about a year now. So we've had a pretty consistent play group playing commander every week. Uh, and when Brawl was announced, we were pretty excited about it. Well, three of us were pretty excited about it and we built decks pretty quickly with, um, pre-release fodder we had just sitting around like cards that aren't good enough to get into your top tier commander decks but it's like this is still a pretty cool card i wish i could play it and this seems like the perfect format to play those kinds of cards in yeah so we'll we'll get into that um here in just a minute um but just to kind of round out the introductions i'm sam like chris said um i've been playing magic for a very long time um and i've been playing edh for quite a while as well um so yeah that's we're both we both come from an edh background um as as we've kind of been hinting at brawl is kind of a mix between edh and standard um chris i know you played standard a little bit so you might have a little more perspective on that i haven't really played standard ever. yeah um, i started by playing like when i i started i played magic a little bit as a kid like high school years and i really started playing it again when i moved um for grad school and me and one of the people we play with now uh, started playing standard and it was fun but it was also very expensive and our decks rotated a lot so that's why we kind of got into commander because we could build these decks and not have them rotate so that we'll talk about that in a bit about the rotating um aspect of brawl but we'll also talk about some other stuff yeah so um so yeah so that's i think in general that's us we like i think between the two of us we have at least 10 ish years of real magic experience um about 40 commander decks yeah currently five brawl decks (laughs) yeah um so uh yeah quite a quite a bit there um let's let's talk about brawl for just a minute and kind of as this is our first episode um people you know if someone is just into magic content and they uh aren't necessarily sure what it is uh let's just go through it we've kind of already addressed most of the basics but essentially it's a 60 card singleton format um where you have one one of the 60 cards is a commander-esque uh legendary creature or planeswalker so yeah we will be calling this creature or planeswalker the brawler yes yeah i think we decided on that yeah to distinguish it from commanders which are edh specific and then um I guess, you know, make sure we have a name for it. Uh, go with Brawler. Um, also, because it just sounds tough, I think, is a fun... Yeah, I um, like it. Yeah. Um, 
But so, yeah, so the cards that you can use, um, you can only use standard cards, like you are saying, from, and right now, where we are in time, um, we are up to Rivals. Um, Dominaria comes out in a few weeks, bringing along another 70-some-odd brawlers. Um, and uh, so let's talk about some of the concerns that people have with brawls of format, as, as per usual when it comes to magic content. Um, well, anything new, really. There's always going to be people that find stuff to complain about. And, I mean, we have our own complaints, too. But we're yeah. also excited about the newness of it, like a new format that we're interested in that we're able to play with our friends. So, Yeah, so um, the first thing, obviously, as let, let's kind of address it from our EDH side. Yeah. Um, the main reason that we play EDH is because we don't like the rotating part of Standard. And that seems to be a lot of the concern that people are having with uh, with Brawl, especially from that EDH standpoint. Um, there's just the fact that your decks aren't eternal. Um, there will be a point in time when cards that are in your decks will rotate out and you won't be able to use them anymore. Um, and I just wanted to address this real quick because I know I don't think we're going to change anyone's minds right now, but I actually like the rotation. Um, I like it a lot even as an EDH player and not necessarily as someone who's played standard, um, I really love the fact that this puts such strict uh, limitations on the way that you build decks because I feel like you get to experience a really, just a better kind of deck building when you aren't exposed to the huge amount of content that there is throughout Magic's history. Yeah, like, and you're not yeah. you're not facing off against cards like Soul Ring and uh like power nine or whatever right you're not yeah. playing against these cards that you can't afford but other people you might play with could afford that could just wreck you right and on top of that as well like as as that kind of addresses this means that we don't have the kind of staple-esque um nature that we see in edh where every deck runs soul ring every deck runs cyclonic rift every deck runs every blue deck <laughs> well yeah i'm sorry i meant that as in you know, every deck that can yeah, will exactly. run those cards. Um, and that's one of the nice things, in my opinion, about Brawl is that we don't have that same, like, strict 20 cards that are going to go in every deck. In in Brawl, I guess those are the lands, but... <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so let's talk about... Um, there are some other concerns that people have had, um, and you brought some of this up, about how this is a lot like the tiny leaders format. Um, so let's talk about some of the differences here and why we think that brawl has a better chance of surviving um, where tiny leaders has kind of uh, petered out. So I think in, so I did play tiny leaders a bit. Did you ever play it? No, I, um, I heard about it, but I am more interested in playing flashier, more expensive commanders. I think. Yeah. Well, the th <laughs> I played it a little bit. Me and, um, the other guy in our play group, uh, yeah. played Tiny Leaders for maybe a couple months while our local game store was actually hosting like Tiny Leader Nights. And mm. I was able to kind of like scrounge together and afford a mono white deck. It was kind of like mono white aggro with anthems and stuff. But I had to run cards, like I had to drop money on like one of the swords to be competitive and some cards that I wasn't probably gonna spend money on otherwise and it also just felt stale like every week we played against the same stuff and there's just not as many options when you're playing 
uh, Tiny Leader, because everybody wants the strongest deck, so everybody's playing all these the same cards. Like, Inquisition of Kozilek is basically a no-downside thought season in that format, because you could only play um, three CMC or less cards, right? So that card says, um, look at their hand, dis- choose and discard a card with converter mana cost three or less. Like, that's the downside when you play it in a modern deck or something. But when you play it in Tiny Leaders, it has no downside. And it's just cards like those, like Inquisition, all of the swords are three man of equipments that just hose most decks. And there's just, yeah. it felt very stale. That's my, that was my big complaint with it. Yeah. Um, that's fair. And I think one of the other things, so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I was just looking right now, um, cause I didn't do all of my requisite homework, but it does look like Wizards did actually kind of create this tiny leaders format. Um, oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a there's an introduction article by Gavin Verhey, of course. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um there are some real similarities here, but I think um I think you've brought up uh the, the main point is that yeah. this is a rotating format that doesn't exactly. include cards that were printed ten years ago. So yes. you're not like if a card becomes a little oppressive, maybe people's like, Oh, this card, we need to have this card in every deck. You're yeah. still not going to be seeing that card for the entirety of the format's life is the, I think the big thing. Yes. And I think, um, in addition to that, um, coming from an EDH standpoint, I mean, the nice thing, I guess, um, because I, I, when Brawl was first announced, I think we had a couple, uh, I, I, I saw a lot of people complaining about how Scarab God was going to dominate this format. Um, and I think, uh, a lot of the standard players who come to this format um, see it a lot differently than the EDH players. And for them, um, when they see a deck like Scarab God, they see it in the same way that they see it in standard, which is, um, you know, you're playing one-on-one. This You you have no way of dealing with that creature, and yeah. it will probably kill you. Um, what I like about Brawl is that it at least the way that Wizards was presenting it, it's meant to be played multiplayer. So if someone is playing a Scarab God deck, you have two other people to help sit on them to prevent them from doing stuff. Um, which I know, I think there are standard players who are coming, who are looking at Brawl and are saying, I don't like that because they prefer the one-on-one, you know, deck ne- or net deck. Like this is a good lit, like this is a winning list type of thing. Yeah. Um, which I think that's where some of the other opposition to Brawl is coming is that there are some people who are very diehard, like this should be a one V one format. This should be, you know, um, yeah, set up for one V one. There are going to be decks that win all the time. And I think, uh, the thing is we need to have both the EDH players who are coming to this realize that rotation is not bad. And the standard players who are coming to this realize that uh, multiplayer is also not bad. Um, that it's Can not I have something to happening. add yeah. to that Scarab God um, comment? Another thing I was hearing was like, oh, great. People are always going to have Scarab God in their hand now because it's your brawler. It's like a commander. It's always available to you to cast. But I just anecdotally, we have um, one of our friends who's been playing with us made a Sphinx deck with what was Unesh, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. And he... Like, we left, but he played, he continued to play another 1v1 match against a Scarab God deck, and he told us he actually ended up winning, and it was a pretty, like, good game, pretty grindy game that he ended up winning. So, I think, I think the power level of these cards is being a little misconstrued, like you were saying, based on their performance in standard, too. Yeah. Cause you're, yep. you always have it in your hand, but 
but there's always, I don't know, there's, you have less consistency in a singleton format. Like, yeah. you're not, in those decks that have Scarab God, they also have four Ravenous Chupacabras, they also have four Champion of Wits, they also have, like, four Essence Scatters, and, like, they're just very consistent, they're always doing the same thing. Like, yeah. a 1v1 match of Brawl, if you play the same two decks against each other five times, you're going to have five different games. And the, that's even more true in multiplayer, where you're going to be, like, even if you play the same four decks, over ten games, every game is going to be different. Like, somebody's going to be, like, have a fast start. Somebody's going to, um, like, win maybe pretty early. It's always going to yeah. be a different experience. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's... I, I think, let, let's talk about... Let, let's move on a little bit and talk about what our podcast is about. And we can kind of address some of the ideas here with Brawl. Because I, I think um, there's a lot here to talk about. And obviously, um, one of the things that people are, who like Brawl are worried about right now is, will it survive past this fall? And we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But um, for now, let's talk about just this podcast. Let's talk about what we're here to do. Obviously, we just introduced Brawl. We talked about it for a good 10 minutes. Um, so our mission statement here is essentially we, it's, we're we kind of doing, we, we want to do something like what the command zone does for Commander, which is, you know, talk about uh, deck build, like build, ways to build decks, uh, discussions about which uh, brawlers are good, what fun brawlers are out there, what you can do with uh, different uh, different brawlers, different decks for them, um, and then also uh, kind of some of the uh, format, quote-unquote, staples, um, some of the cards that are very good in brawl that might not be good enough for EDH or good enough for standard, but are actually very good in a 60-card singleton format. Um, yeah, it's, uh, um, what, what do you, what do you want to help people with, Chris? Uh, I, I want to get people interested in it. Like, I, I, I know this might not have a really big reach right away, but I, I don't want this format to die, I don't think, because I, we play a lot of pre-releases, we do a lot of, like, limited drafting and stuff when sets are new, so we get our hands on lots of, like, rares that we, normally you'd feel bad about opening, like, oh crap, right. another 25 cent um bulk bin rare but now like i i got a promo midnight oil in i think it was kaladesh block for pre-release and that just yeah. felt really bad like this card i'm never gonna play this card where is it good and now i've built a neheb the boros discard brawl no. brawler rakdos rakdos neheb the worthy yeah yeah neheb the worthy rakdos and that card fits into that deck so well and i think these these niche cards that you might feel bad about like opening in a pre-release or in draft or whatever where you like you just wasted your money on opening this card like you actually might see play in these formats so i think like just yeah. getting interest in it and getting people to want to play it just yeah. like we'll talk about it on here like we've already like roped some people into playing it at the local game store too and kind of got their interest peaked as well so yeah and i think um one of the other parts of that that um I, I also really like um, is that you're, you brought up the limited um, aspect of it, which is um, it's really cool to be able to see some of these archetypes that we had in draft limited or, you know, sealed um, kind of have a, have a moment uh, in brawl um, and kind of, it's just fun because it's, I, for instance, just as a little anecdote here, um, 
we you were there a couple like a month or two ago um we one of my friends uh for his birthday we had an eldritch moon eldritch moon shadows draft um in order to you know celebrate his birthday have a little bit of a fun night and uh when we did that i drafted a blue green emerge deck because uh if you'll remember that's the set where uh emrakul is in in Innistrad. And she's twisting all of the inhabitants of Innistrad into Eldrazi horrors. And there were 10 cards that uh, all kind of built off of um, a Betrayers of Kamigawa ability, which was offering where, and they renamed it Emerge. And essentially it allowed you to cast the creature for a lower mana cost by sacrificing a creature. And you actually got to pay the difference in the mana cost um, from the Emerge cost. And, I thought that, that was really cool, and I really wanted to build an EDH deck about it. But the problem is that there are only 10 cards that have that ability, and three or four of them are just not good enough for EDH. And really, I mean, honestly, six or seven of them aren't good enough for EDH, <laughs> but... Um, you play them anyways. <laughs> exactly. So I ended up building a Mimeoplasm deck, um, mostly because I needed the uh, Soltai colors to do it, but... Um, it ended up morphing into something different because it was more of an Eldrazi tribal deck, um, drew a lot of, you know, uh, Battle for Zendikar block cards into it. But um, So I have a question for you in yeah. relation to that. If you had been able to build a Brawl deck um, during that block with an emerged theme, who do you think you would have made your Brawler? So that's a good question because I don't think there was anyone in Sultai Colors. I don't yeah. think there were any Brawlers, but... Oh wait, um, was that in was that block with um cons? Um, I don't know. It might have been. Um I'm Yeah. I, to... I wasn't playing standard then, so I don't know <laughs> my standard blocks that well. But if yes. it was in standard with that, you could have done like Sadisi, but yeah, I was just curious. True. I'm sure um, you could have like put together something, but I think your main point was that like there's these sub themes in these sets, right? Where you like you're yeah. drafting merfolk or vampires or dinosaurs or um, pirates in Ixalan Limited, yeah. But then these decks don't get any love, and like these archetypes don't get love in Standard because no, I mean nobody's going to be playing a Beckett Brass with a bunch of pirates, right? But Brawl now, like yes, you can play these in Commander, but then you have the same issues. You're going to be seeing cards like Soul Ring and that kind of stuff pop up into every deck. So, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just, I think, uh, it's just exciting to be able to kind of move some of those draft archetypes into a more, uh, cemented, yeah, a more, it's casual, but also like a more cemented format where like I can play these decks multiple times rather than just the one night. So, um, let's move from there into talking about, um, some of the first decks that we built for Brawl when we first learned about its existence. Um, how about you go ahead first, because um, this kind of builds off of your talking about how... I mean, I guess Merfolk... Merfolk's already modern, a thing but, in modern, but it's not a yeah. thing in standard, because there aren't like there aren't that many good Merfolk in standard. Uh, right, the modern yeah. decks have a lot of lords. They have a lot of um, creatures with island walk, and they have a lot of like ways to... They have a lot of cards that are just better right. than the current, like, blue-green suite. I think, is Modern Merfolk? It might just be blue. I'm not sure. I don't play Modern, so I wouldn't be able to say. I don't know either. Um, I would but, assume it's 
blue. Uh, the only other color that they would add would be green. There were like yeah. three white merfolk, but oh yeah, but they're probably not modern playable. Like Sig? no, they are. Yeah, that's modern no. I just playable. mean like good enough for it. Oh, sorry. That yeah, they are in sorry. modern, <laughs> but I don't. I don't think they're good enough either. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah. So. Uh, so the deck. Um. Let's let's just clarify here. It's a Tashana deck. Uh, yeah. So I'll I kind of talk about how I ended up wanting to play Tashana. I so every new set comes out, you kind of get the spoilers, and as a commander player, you like, ooh, you're instantly drawn to those legendary creatures. And as Ixalan was being spoiled, I was just very hyped, and that was when I was actually reading um, some of the magic lore. And as soon as I saw Tishana, I was like, this is my next EDH deck. And I instantly like went to deck building, and I built an EDH, EDH deck around Tishana, Voice of Thunder. And her text is, she's a legendary creature, Merfolk Shaman, she costs five generic green blue and her power and toughness are equal to the number of cards in your hand you also have no maximum hand size and when it enters the battlefield you draw a card for each creature you control so it's sort of like zagana prime speaker zagana but you're looking to go wide rather than tall with your creatures right Mm -hmm. yeah and so i built an edh deck and it was fun had things like avenger of zendikar um verdant force which is actually getting reprinted in Dominaria, we'll talk about that probably in a future podcast. The card's coming up in Dominaria. Yeah. But uh, it kind of just, lots of creature advantage. You eventually cast Tashana, you draw a bunch of cards, and you win with that card advantage. And also had broken things. Like, again, Commander has cards like Blade of Cells, where you attach that to Tashana and swing with her. You get three copies of it, draw, draw basically half your deck, and then hopefully win with that card advantage. So you have, like, you have the... Um, common issues with commander where you just like you get a board state that's just going to win if your opponents don't have answers so i liked that deck but i also liked tashana enough to morph it into a brawl deck like once this format was released like this is probably the deck that i could make the least amount of like changes to i'd have to take out a bunch of cards but i wouldn't have to add too many right so yeah i built a tashana deck and instead of going with that uh like go wide with any type of creatures theme i focus it more on merfolk so she's a she's not a more merfolk lord um would you call would you consider the new kumena a lord uh he's not a lord in the traditional sense that he would that he pumps all the creatures of a specific oh yeah yeah yeah. um but he does care about having merfolk so i mean i would say i'll actually now that you mention it his last ability is putting counters on stuff yeah, is a, a lord esque ability because you yeah. tap seven merfolk and you put a plus minus one counter on each merfolk or each, either it's each creature or each merfolk you control. But that that's pretty lord e. But usually, like misfolk merbinder, mer, sorry, merfolk misbinder is much more of a lord because it just gives a static bonus as opposed to Kamena. But and I think yeah. I like Tishana more because I'm running cards like Deep Root Waters and um. Um, Jungleborn Pioneer, just these cards that are giving me incremental creature advantage. And then once you've emptied your hand, you have this Brawler, who's essentially in your hand. She's in the command zone that you can cast and then refill your hand and like get like get steam back, so you have more stuff to do. And I think I think it actually turned out probably to be one of the better decks in our playgroup right now. Well, I mean, we've seen it. We've had it go off a couple times. Yeah, that's. The, and... I don't mean, like, better as in, like, it's just performed the best so far. Yeah. 
Like yeah, it's, it's had the most explosive runs. I feel like. Yeah, we've played. Um, maybe... Although Andy, oh sure, go for it. Did he did have that time? So he was playing his Unash deck. So when a Sphinx enters, you basically factor fiction for four cards. Yeah. With things like Arcane Adaptation, and he played three Sphinxes for like five mana and just got crazy Carnivention ended up winning. So there's lots of stuff a lot of these decks can do. So yeah, and like it's it's one of those things where it's very similar to EDH in that. While there are certain decks that when they hit the table, you know, oh, that person is going to go off at some point or they're going to have a really imposing board state, uh, you have two other players that can help you kind of stop that. If, exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, and that's the nice thing is there's no, at least uh, as far as we've seen so far, there's no Leovold in Brawl. Um, at least so far, Moldrotha might be pretty close to be quite honest because it just seems so broken. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's one of the nice things is there's not, there's not a, it's not a, it's not a format where you can download a deck list, go buy every card, put it together, and then just win every game you sit at the table for. Um, Tashana, I think uh, that your Tashana deck might, win more than its fair share of games it might win yeah it might have more of like a 40 to 50 percent win rate just due to the fact that if it goes off there's really not much our and this of course comes back to the fact that we're also mostly playing green and blue decks our green yep. and blue decks don't have a lot of board wipes so there's not much we can do um besides stall and try to uh outpace you which is very hard to do i think another um, thing to point out about tashana is that like, just this Merfolk build, she does have weaknesses. Like, she's lost to flyers a lot. Like, she doesn't have any uh, yeah. reach creatures or flyers in her deck. But I think we're going to talk about the specifics of these decks on a later podcast. Yeah. We're just kind of, like, talking about the decks we built so far and why we're excited about it. Yeah, so, yeah. So, Tishana, uh, and the deck I want to talk about is Rishkar. Um, I went against the better judgment of some of the people who are really scared of rotation, and I picked an Aether Revolt commander and built a deck that is very uh, Kaladesh and Aether Revolt-centric. Um, but I went with a counters theme, um, mostly because uh, when I first started, I, I have thought about making a Rishkar EDH deck before, um, uh, but uh, one of the things that's really fun about Rishkar is that his text, he puts plus almost one counters on things, but he also... He doesn't care what kind of counter is on the creatures. Um, so you can have minus, minus, sorry, minus one, minus one counters. You can have charge counters. You can have all sorts of things. Um, of course, in EDH, that makes your options infinitesimally uh, higher. Uh, it makes a crazy amount of things you can do. Yeah. I remember in, yeah. oh, go for Andy it. built a attracts a deck in his one of his like he changed his deck a lot but one of his themes was how many types of counters can i put in this deck and there we've discovered there are a lot of just random like there's a plus two plus one counter i'm pretty sure or something along those lines <laughs> there's just a crazy amount of counters in like yeah throughout magic's history yeah and so um uh originally i looked at it and was really excited about the idea of doing things with minus one minus one counters um, and then I dug through more of my Kaladesh and Aether Revolt cards and realized that there was a really strong plus one plus one counter theme in green. Um, and so I threw together a deck that uh, really just focuses on dumping your hands, having a lot of really big creatures, um, and, you know, 
it, and this is where it gets a little shaky, but the whole point really is to get some kind of either over, either overcome from Hour of Devastation um, or a couple other similar effects that are those uh, Anthem uh, single-turn blowouts that give your creatures trample and let you swing into your opponents. Um, you have so, Blades? Yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's fun because it it was able to pull on the Kaladesh and Ether Revolts uh, fabricate ability where mm-hmm. you could put post plus one counters on your creatures when they came into play. Um, it was able to pull on things like Chandler Initiate, which comes into play with minus one minus one counters. You can remove them to add ant mana of any color, but with Rishkar you can actually just also tap it for green mana um, if you need to. And uh, then with Ixalan the explorability uh, actually made it a, a lot more terrible because um, there were things like Path of Discovery, Jade Light Ranger, just in general cards that let you, that, that don't have a downside. You either get a land or you get a mana dork in addition to seeing what the next card is, like a scry, essentially. I think, so I think you should clarify in that you mean terrible as in really good and people are probably going to be a frightened of it <laughs> yeah no um yeah it's it, it will and to be fair both of our decks run path of discovery but path of discovery is just a really broken card um so uh especially when you have a green go wide strategy where you have a lot of creatures um but yeah in general uh i don't know it's a fun it's a mono green um and it's just a fun deck um yeah so those are two of our decks that we built first when we first looked at it. Um, we'll definitely, like Chris was saying, dil- excuse me, delve into them a little more uh, in the future um, and kind of get into some of the quote-unquote staples. Like I was saying, Path of Discovery is really good. Um, Chandler Initiate is probably pretty good in green. Um, you know, Growing rights of Itlamok. Yep, right. yep, of course. Um, and so... Uh, but yeah, that's one of the, one of the fun things I like about Brawl as well is that in regular EDH, when we talk about staples, we usually say artifacts or cards that are played in a lot of decks because they all play one of those colors. But in Brawl, you know, we only have, um, with the release of Dominari, we're only going to have one five color commander. Um, we don't have any four color commanders and then we have maybe like four four or five three-color commanders, and then a healthy amount of two-color commanders, and then pretty much, like, you know, obviously the rest are mono-colored or colorless. Um, and so it's it's just nice because we don't have... It, it just doesn't feel as repetitive, I guess, as EDH does um, in some ways, where, you know, every deck that runs blue runs this card. And, you know, a large majority of decks are blue because we have so, access to so many commanders that can add so many colors and i have um, a i have a few questions that i just remembered that i think we forgot to talk about earlier but uh how do you deal with having a colorless commander i think we were talking about they were going to announce something that related to that but did they ever announce that no um so mark rosewater someone asked about it on his tumblr his blog atog, um, and he said that they are they are aware of the problem and they are looking at ways to solve it or something like that. Um, I believe we'll probably get an announcement about that around uh, the release of Dominaria, mostly because 
Um, right now, there's only one colorless commander, which is Hope of Giraper, which is an interesting deck, um, I think, to try to build. But uh, once uh, once Dominari releases, we're going to have Karn and Traxos, and I think there's another one. But um, we're essentially going to have a couple more options for colorless. And I'm pretty sure the problem is that at, as of the release of Dominaria, there will only be 18 lands that produce colorless mana or produce mana of all five colors, um, which makes them technically legal to play in a colorless commander deck or colorless brawl deck. Um, I don't, I don't know yet. We're they didn't announce anything today. Today was the banned and restricted. Uh, announcement which obviously doesn't really mean anything for them necessarily announcing changes to a format but um uh i'm i would guess we'll probably see it around the release of dominaria um but yeah that's right now that is technically a problem for people who want to play with colorless commanders um i think uh i've seen some solutions that people have had some people want to play wastes um some people want to be able to play just basic lands of any color. Um, and honestly, I don't I don't know if I... Sub- the problem that I have with Wastes is that technically they're not standard legal, even though they are a basic land. Um, and while it doesn't go against really the spirit of the format or anything, um, I don't know. It, essentially, if you played a regular basic land, it would be a Wastes anyway for the purpose of your deck. So... You know, why Why make a single card spike? Like, they only printed waste in Oath of the Gatewatch, so why make a single card spike just so that way, you know, someone, like, people can build their Karn decks? But, yeah. Uh, and then another bookkeeping thing just related to Brawl rules is I don't think we mentioned that you start... Everybody starts with 30 life, right? Yes, yeah. I don't think we mentioned that either, but that is... Um, the the change they made, um, I believe, in some of the things that I've read about it, uh, they decided to make that change because it was just the with sixty cards and um, the lower power level of standard as compared to commander, where you can you know run some pretty broken things. Uh, a forty life just made for too long of a game, and um, honestly, we we've had some and. Uh, in a in a couple of the games that we've played that have been um, without any white uh, any any white brawlers or any black brawlers to help with board wipes, uh, things have gotten pretty grindy. So I think thirty life is a good change for this sixty card format, um, especially just with the power level that is and there. I, I guess that leads into how do you feel about there being no commander damage stipulation? Um, I think it's fine. Um. I think it it's interesting because I am an I am a fervent believer that commander damage in EDH should be there forever, should always stay there. Mostly cuz you know, I have Voltron decks. Uh I know people that have Voltron decks. I like playing a Voltron deck. Um and also I think it adds a lot when there are so so many ways to do infinite combos, gain infinite life deal infinite damage like i feel like commander damage is just an important factor to help make sure that the game doesn't just go to a combo win every time um or go to an infect win every time because nobody likes playing against infect Um, i think that's one thing i really wanted to mention in this episode too that i forgot to earlier with like the generalized discussion about it is that 
you're not running into all those infinite combos that are so rampant in EDH. Like, everybody's running that can, like, tutors, like Diabolic Tutor, um, Mystic Tutor, and all the tutors they need to make their combos happen more consistently. So you're, like, in Commander, you might actually play more games that are the same. Like, we had a uh, friend that would play, I think it was, what's the name of that card? The enter the infinite combo with laboratory maniac and they'd win a lot like that and games like that don't happen as much in brawl because there aren't there isn't access to these um two or three card infinite combos that win you the game on the spot yeah um and which and even past that um they're like they might end up printing something you know that causes an infinite combo um but the nice thing again is that uh, it's a rotating format, so that won't be there forever. And on top of that, uh, if it's a multiplayer game and, you know, the only way to get certain combos off is to play certain brawlers, like say, you know, right now the only way really to be able to get the Sahili cat combo off would be to play Joda. You can't, um, though, because it's not standard legal. Right. Felidar Sovereign, or the Felidar Cub is banned, I'm pretty sure. Mm, Felidar Cat something yeah i, I think know. it's cub or something yeah but um but that's actually a point that's that another bring up yeah, yeah that's another good point like if these things break standard they'll probably get banned and they won't be able to break brawl either right because uh brawl also uses the same ban list as standard um which is an interesting choice but at the time you know at right now like that's fine because like we were saying it prevents people from doing things like the sahili infinite combo or um you know uh, using because uh, essentially a card like Smuggler's Copter would probably be in every single brawl deck. It'd probably yep. be a very soul ringy type of uh, type of deck. But yeah, I can't, that could just slot into anything because it's crew one to colorless, and I think I think this including standard bands was a good call because cards like Rampaging Frostodon and uh, that kind of thing would probably hose certain strategies. Yeah. Um, just as it was like wreaking havoc on standard. Right. Um, but yeah, so let's see. We've been going here for, oh, about 40 minutes or so. Um, like we're saying, we definitely want to make more episodes. Um, we want to talk about specific decks. We want to talk about specific cards. We want to help kind of uh, kindle the fire to help make Brawl uh, popular we want to talk about our up and coming brawlers we hope to play from like new sets. Like we're probably going to talk a lot about um, brawlers we're excited about playing from Dominaria. We're going to talk about yeah. cards we think are going to be like really good in the format. Cards that might warp the format a little. We'll talk about um, and yeah, yeah, just kind of analyzing it and telling you guys how we feel about it, how we've been playing it. Like we'll probably have some discussion on the games we play weekly and stuff like that. Yeah, and um, I just wanted to make a note here real quick that uh, uh, I think there is some concern from people um, that are looking at this format and are thinking like, oh, but I really like playing EDH. Um, One of the things that I've really found is that it's not really taking away from my EDH at all because um, if anything, it's great because it means I get to kind of build a prototype deck um, of an EDH deck that I might want to build. Like I was saying, I want to build, like I was thinking about building a Rishkar deck, and now I have built 
essentially a prototype version of what a rich card deck could be. Um, and obviously, if I wanted to move it to EDH, there are going to be some big upgrades to make in regards to the format staples that are already there. But uh, honestly, I think Brawl is great because it's not just... It's not. I don't think it's replacing EDH in any way. It's obviously not replacing Standard in any way. I think it's just a, another way to play that kind of brings some of the standard players to the table, some of the EDH players to the table, and also kind of gives uh, newer players another entry pa- uh, an entry point into both of those formats. Um, so that, you know, we can, we can all, you know, enjoy playing Magic, which is kind of the point at the end of the day. And I would be very happy if they started, if stores started supporting it with like Brawl Knights too. Because I know tiny leader like stores were supporting it when it was first come out so i'm hoping stores get into that same habit and i'm hoping that people end up playing it so yeah so only time will tell but um i mean we'll probably be playing it as long as we can (laughs) and honestly the nice thing is that um uh even if even if it does you know kind of fizzle a little bit um it's not too hard to you know keep it alive with a smaller play group, which I mean, I know there are probably people who do that with tiny leaders, but I feel like brawl has just, an, it has some of those aspects, you know, that like, it, it's nice to be able to use some of those cards. Like we were saying that you don't really get to use an ADH cause they're just not strong enough. So anyway, um, I think we've been nattering yeah. on about this for long enough. Um, thank you for listening to this first episode. Uh, if you if you like this show, um, you can definitely find more find out more about us. We have a Facebook page if you search for All Out Brawl MTG Podcast, or if you go to Twitter.com, our handle is at M- or sorry is at All Out Brawl MTG, um, and we also have an email that's All Out Brawl MTG at gmail.com. And okay, <laughs> <laughs> do you think that's good? No, um, oh. we need to have an actual sign-off. <laughs> so you can edit this, right? Yes. <laughs> what do you um, think our sign-off should be? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I was just going to say also thank you for listening to the show. Um, and if you uh, have suggestions for those things, you can reach out on any of those social media uh, outlets or our email. To yeah, we'd love to know. hear deck ideas. We'd love to hear opinions. We'd love your input on stuff we discussed. Maybe you have a differing opinion. We'd love to hear them. Like we're not our our minds aren't set on this like the stuff we say. Like we could be persuaded that cards are worse or are better or worse than we think they are. So yeah, we're open yeah. to discussion too. For sure. And um our cover art is done by Awkward Bun on Twitch. Um she does some really great work and she's made uh, my Twitch emote, so yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we have some cover art when we release this first episode. And I would yeah. highly recommend checking out Awkward Buns um, stream. We'll probably shout her out on the Twitter uh, once this releases. So you can yeah. get the link there. And um, I don't know what kind of music we're going to have at this point, but I hope it's good. I'm Sam. I'm Chris. And this has been All Out Brawl. Thanks for joining us. Yeah.